Okay, humans are divine. I got a special episode today. I actually have two guests for the price of one, so super excited about that. What a deal. Yeah, so I have two of the uh, co-founders of the St. Thomas Collective. Very cool name. They're going to tell you all about it. Uh, so I have Tyler Martin. He's a social worker, a dating app aficionado, and he underlines and scribbles in books that he has borrowed. So I would not let you borrow any of my books, just so you know. And I have Mal uh, Malia St. Cyr. She's also, again, co-founder of St. Thomas Collective, customer service queen. She's fascinated by the idea of God's existential kinks. Maybe we'll talk about that. That sounds cool. And uh, her roommates tell me that she leaves her hair all over the shower wall. So interesting. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you for those generous introductions. Thanks for wonderful. having us. <laughs> Thank you for providing me uh, with some of your flaws. So we're going to do a new thing on Humans Are Divine. Whenever we have a guest, we just want to have a little quirky flaw just to kind of bring us back to our humanity mm. and our humility. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Do I will, you have one? I will never submit one, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just I'll think of one for next time. I, I didn't plan on, on you asking me that. So yeah, uh, maybe by the end of it. Yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see if I get something uh, out of the ether. Um, can you guys tell me about St. Thomas uh, Collective? Did I say it right? Mm -hmm. Tell me the origins. What, what is it? What do you guys do? Who's involved? Who can come? What are, whole thing. You can come. Everyone can come. That's a big part of I it. I love that. Um, St. Thomas Collective is essentially a support group, support community um, that came out of Biola University, uh, which is a conservative Christian school that both Malia and I uh, attended. And it's a very restrictive place in terms of like beliefs. There's like a belief statement you sign when you go oh, no. you know, to, to kind of make sure that you fall in line with the right things. Like classic Christian fundamental yeah. stuff? Or? There's some broad, you know, Christian concepts and ideas that maybe a lot of Christians would espouse, but there's also some that are maybe more particular to... Like purity stuff, you can't date or... Um, yeah, part of the like code of conduct, for example, is that like you can't cross-dress like is a specific one that feels um yeah like it's narrowing down something more than just broader christianity yeah you also can be uh they're like um their like penalization system isn't very penal but like you can experience some kind of like consequence or um at least have to have you know a special meeting if you are found out to like be in a um, same-sex relationship. Oh, wow. So there are some yeah very like maybe not very but some more particular expressions of Christianity that are also expected of you mm -hmm. um, more so than just your your common Christian mm -hmm. belief. Which are there those? I don't know. But even like <laughs> common evangelical Christianity yeah. goes. Right. Yeah, so, it seems like it lines up with what everyone feels about. Yeah. Sorry, but go on. So you sign this, you go to yeah. school, you sign this thing. So yeah, that's the environment at Biola. Okay. Um, you sign that statement. Everyone is a Bible minor. Everyone that goes there. Got it. Unless um, you're an honor student. Yes. Um, and so that's the environment, and it's not an environment that's very conducive to kind of exploring ideas and, and growth for a lot of folks. P 
people can think of college as this like exploratory time, you know, and I think that those forces at Biola kind of like run contrary to that. Mm, it's so totally. hard. It's a hard place to kind of like be, you know, doubting what is kind of been espoused to be the status quo and like the obvious truth. So St. Thomas Collective is really just a community built to hold that kind of doubt, questioning, uh, exploration. And uh, it's been going for, I think this is the fourth year now. Wow, okay. Um, maybe Malia can talk more about what we do within sure. it. But that's like the is origin it, story. Yeah, okay. Was Were one of you two the ones that had an aha moment? I know there's other co-founders. Like, how did this happen? Um, it was really just a group of Biola students who were feeling spiritually claustrophobic and mm. uh, knew out of survival they just needed like a place to to talk yeah. about what they, what what they were going through mm. when they were sitting through like Bible classes like, the <laughs> thoughts that were going through their head yeah um, so it was really just necessity um, and then it was you know a couple of us doing like, hey, like, let's just get together. And it was actually modeled, meant to be modeled off of AA. Okay. Um, so like the meeting structure, like having a share time where there's nothing expected of you, just open sharing. Mm -hmm. So that was really the base of it was like, we need this. And like AA seems like they got some things figured out. So let's just try to kind of go after that. And yeah. Now we're here. So Amelia, what is, what, how often do you have meetings? What do they look like? Yeah, so... We meet bi-weekly every other Sunday, um, and typically, or when it started, these are in-person gatherings. Um, due to COVID, we're on Zoom right now, but like Tyler was saying, there are um, a few different components to each meeting. There's share time, exploration, and a closing liturgy. Um, and so share time is this space where you break out into small groups if there's enough people um, to need to do that, and then um, everyone has five minutes to kind of in an uninterrupted way just kind of verbally process anything that they've been thinking about or feeling in relation to their spirituality it's kind of how it started but it's broadened even um, as we've realized that like people just need community and like honest compassionate connection so really anything that's on your mind you can like use to share in that space or you know you can pass you can take times of silence and um that time is really valuable just for both experiencing it as the listener of the the people that you're around and as the sharer to kind of have that um, non-judgmental space and free space and um, an opportunity where you know that everyone desires and is inviting you into like full honesty. Um, so after share time, we dive more into kind of like conversational, interactive, um, portion of the night, which is exploration. And that can take the form of um, kind of exploring an art piece or doing an exercise, engaging a PowerPoint or inviting a speaker to engage a topic that is either something that's like, we haven't had the chance to think about much because of the traditions we grew up in, or um, thinking about something within the tradition itself um, in a new way, opening up the conversation again. So something that would fit into that former category would maybe be um, embodiment or sexuality or um, substances, substance use, and something that would fit into that second category of um, some things with, from within the tradition would maybe be like 
thinking again about worship or about missions or about um, what heresy means, things like that. So that takes up a good chunk of the night. Um, and then we just close out with a short liturgy that involves um, some form of like prayer or expression um, that can happen collectively, passing of the peace, and then um, what is liturgy for some of our viewers who might not have grown up with that? Yeah, so liturgy is kind of just a structured um, way of communing or um, gathering around your like spiritual or religious tradition. Liturgy means work of the people, so it is mm. a, a more like collective, uniting um, way to approach a like church service is like usually where it has or originated and we incorporate that in our gatherings just as a kind of reminder of the tradition that we've um, come from and as a way to kind of like reclaim it or just to be able to engage with it in a space like this where there's no expectation that you actually are assenting to the things that you're saying but just can nonetheless um, and no one's required to participate but but can nonetheless um, say things out loud together with family yeah. and friends. I love that. Um, you know, I was thinking uh, the other yesterday about just deconstruction and, you know, so, you know, myself and Tyler and Malia, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we all, we all grew up in the Christian church, mm -hmm. right? Maybe different streams or yeah. groups, but it seems like we all have this uh, foundation and we're all in a different place where we did not grow up in mm -hmm. um and we've, we've had what we grew up with deconstructed uh and i was just thinking about how like our parents or maybe our grandparents it was like they would never want to be challenged with what they believed and then like now which i, I love that we've come to the other side of the pendulum where it's like we're, we're open to that and and i think that some people maybe get get scared to kind of draw outside the lines uh and sure maybe there is some sort of there's always something to be cautious about, but I'd rather err doing what we're doing, what, what our generation is doing and like questioning things instead of being so mm -hmm. narrow-minded mm -hmm. because narrow, like narrow-mindedness, like you, you brought up, like, like how your school, like, you know, uh, had a little, a little thing about you can't cross dress or, or, or things like that. It's like, that's what happens when we get narrow-minded is like our lifestyle becomes that way. And so mm -hmm. I think that what, what you guys are doing is great. And um, so I, I'm, I'm interested in, in, hearing about your guys' personal journeys, you know, I, I think that, so from, from what I understand, you know, uh, St. Thomas, it seems like everyone is coming from a different place. Mm -hmm. And I loved how you mentioned how everyone will, will share different things or not participate in certain things, or there's, it's, it's about, I hear diversity a lot, so many great topics. Yeah. And so I'm sure everybody gets something different each time. Yeah, and, and, and that's really something that I find really exciting about St. Thomas Collective as a community is, um, because our commonality is just this desire for honesty and I think an impulse to deconstruct a little bit, um, we can come together around that desire without everyone feeling like a pressure to like be at the same place. I, I think love like that. on like the spiritual spectrum. I mean, I'm sure there's still like a, a range that we all kind of fit into, but I mean, I, you know, still attend events. And I, you know, I don't think of myself as a Christian, you know, really in any way. And there's other people in the group who that's really important to them, you mm -hmm. know, and there doesn't feel like there's tension, at least for me within that community, because 
we've just made an intentional choice that like certainty and like a landing point isn't what is common in the group. Yeah. But it's like this like impulse to deconstruct and like grow. So yeah. it, it, which allows for diversity mm -hmm. like that, which mm -hmm. is awesome. I love that. Even today I was having a, a spiritual conversation with a new friend and we were talking about, I think it was about, uh, he's a Catholic and he was talking about how uh, certain people in his religious circles, you can say, were wary of, of, of things like Buddhism. And that, that was a specific example. And he was just trying to convince them about like the overlap, you know? And so the kind of the, the metaphor that we came up with was like, if we all live in a big house, there's like common areas where we can always get along. And mm -hmm. yeah, maybe at the end of the day, we go to our individual bedroom and there's, there's these nuanced differences, of course, mm -hmm. but there's just, there, and I've, I've studied Christianity and Buddhism and other things, and there really is so much overlap in practice and, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of beliefs. And um, so I, there is, there's always a unity within, uh, we're humans, hello, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So um, I, I, I love that. Um, are you guys willing to share about your, a little bit about your personal journeys, even broadly? Yeah. Do you want to go for it, Malia? Sure, yeah, I can start us off. Um, yeah, so I did grow up in an evangelical um, Christian background. My church would have identified itself as, like, non-denominational um, and went to, like, private Christian schools most of my life, started going to them in fourth grade. Um, so you were on church on Sunday and in churchy stuff, like, Throughout the whole week for my, school, my right? My whole life okay. was Christianity. Yeah. Fourth grade to college and like not just Sundays and then like school days during the week. I was also like very invested and very committed to like all of my free time. Not all of it, but most of my days were spent. My church was also on the same campus as my um, my junior high and high school. So we would have like youth group on Wednesdays, you know, classic church on Sunday morning. Then there'd also be like Bible study on Monday nights and leadership group on Thursday nights. Um, and then I would find some way to fill those other gaps um, with like a worship <laughs> night or like getting together with my friends to do like a personal like um, kind of Bible study discipleship session thing. And so I'd like have school, then I'd have sports and then like get dinner and stay on campus and then just be like at Christian school slash church from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Wow. on like an almost daily basis. Can you share about the saying that's above your school? Oh, well, so the sanctuary of the church um, has a, a large sign, um, very nice words that say, implore you to ask yourself, where will you spend eternity? Um, are the words that you'll find. And to make it a little bit easier, if you are kind of, you know, perusing the campus, you'll find on another corner of the campus a nice bush carving of the words heaven or hell. Whoa. Um, so it's just... <laughs> That's pretty intense. <laughs> it is intense. It is intense. And this was at a school? Who, imagine that person who cuts the... Who's trimming oh, the yeah. guys yeah. constantly. They probably... <laughs> I mean, I don't know them, but that right <laughs> there can set me off on a whole tangent. But yeah. I'll, I'll let you finish. But yeah. I'm here for a tangent. We yeah. can go off. Well, quick. it just makes me think about, and I don't want to steal the show, but you know, uh, I have certain Christian beliefs as well. I'm not. I would. I, I don't identify as a Christian, but you know, there are there are Christians who are very what we would call incarnational, because you know, the core tenet of the Christian faith is that God became a human being named mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, and so 
the fact that, you know, if this is true and, and they accept this is true, that, that God is human, that that must mean being human is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know, uh, one of my favorite theologians said, you know, I would venture to say that Jesus built more tables than he did miracles. You know what I mean? And so there's mm-hmm. something about the extraordinary that's mm-hmm. in the ordinary, the divinity that's in the humanity yeah. and living life now. Right. What did Jesus say? The kingdom is within you. So this whole idea of like mm-hmm. heaven or hell and, and everything we're doing is for when we die, which I think a lot of Christians think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it boggles my mind, but I, I, that's what, that's what they know. So I understand that. But anyways, go ahead. So you grew up in this, you know, fanatic Christian lifestyle. Okay. I'm glad you took us there. One more little cherry on top of the like youth group of the church was called Alive, which was a acronym uh, that stood for always living in view of eternity. Oh. Um, and I loved it also. (laughs) This is like really characterized my worldview for a lot of my life. Um, and I think, yeah, you're describing like folks who tend to move more into like incarnational Christianity. And I think that's kind of where I would, um, locate myself now, at least one among maybe other places, but, um, thinking about that too, in contrast to the, the kind of like tradition I was raised in, um, is interesting in this moment to, to think about how that, um, contrast is illuminating my my maybe desire to like explore what it felt like I could not explore before Mm. um and part of that is maybe this like you know slight desire to just be rebellious to do the opposite thing but even the way that I have kind of come into incarnational Christianity in particular I think uh it's more of this this yeah this desire to not have anything be off limits or beyond bounds or too mm. utterly. Um, and so even if I'm entering in this space just to like spend some time here and befriend it before, you know, maybe opening myself back up to a more holistic like inclusion of both like long-term perspective and um, yeah, more like grounded here and now perspective. Um, mm. I, I think my journey has been really characterized by like entering into these these different rooms in a house and yeah, uh, I think what you made me think of too is like the whole, what I love about people who are always on a journey is like okay, I'm willing to admit maybe I'm totally wrong and like you said, I'll I'll kind of develop a new lifestyle where I can take the best of everything, but that's okay. That's that's the idea of mm-hmm. always being on a journey. It's like mm-hmm. living life with open palms and and. You know, I don't have to fear because, okay, maybe I'm wrong now and I'm humble and I'll learn that. Before we get to Tyler, I want to share one thing, but I just want to ask you one question because I love these kind of pivotal questions. Can you maybe just share briefly, was there a pivotal moment when you had like a shift from one day to the next when you, uh, you know, started to leave behind, you know, some of your traditional Christian views or was it gradual or was there a day when you had this realization or? Yeah, Uh, kind of kind of both there are definitely moments days that I can point to that was like that was that was the day or like at least was a very significant day right yeah there are also some things around those days I'm like as I've looked back later on been like oh that was definitely like leading up to that day the whole time um like a weight and then eventually that something breaks right like a like a wood plank yeah okay right yeah so one of the the day that I'm thinking of is um spring break of my senior year of high school I was on a trip for school um to we were going to China and 
um, just had long days in airports and layovers and planes. And a friend of mine was reading a book called Sin of Certainty by Pete Enns. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good book, would recommend, especially toward the beginning of deconstruction journeying. Um, and we'll link the book on the description. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I... My, my friend was reading this book and just was like, I think you should read this and then handed it to me. And I, I think read all of it uh, throughout that kind of like flying and. Uh, How long was the trip to China? Time. I think it was some, like 20 plus oh hours. Oh my God. Yeah. So plenty of time. I think that's the fastest I've ever read a book, um, <laughs> <laughs> which was both captivated and not much else to do. So there were things like that. This timing was like after a year or two of like kind of going through this like intellectual wrestling with like predestination and election Mm. and the violence of god or um yeah things like that and then also just experiencing some some tension within my like church structure um and like the leadership um just like becoming more disillusioned and less uh optimistic about everything that I was um everything that was kind of characterizing my daily Christian life and my like intellectual and like internal Christian life so after a couple years of like experiencing that being on this trip and like being handed this book and then being confronted with uh an invitation really to like not have to be certain anymore to to consider that God is not asking that of me or Mm. um yeah that kind of like opened opened the door for me and then I spent the rest of the summer like listening to hours and hours of podcasts and (laughs) just like buried into into deconstruction went to a like gathering and decided that uh a gathering that was like kind of a collection of people who probably would have themselves identified as like deconstruction deconstructing is where we met it is where we oh met. that's cool yeah, hey we're com- okay we're coming to tyler okay yeah, and then we'll hand it off. that's good <laughs> what was this event was there a speaker or yeah so there's a podcast called the the liturgists podcast uh-huh. and they at the time would have described themselves as like discussing things through the lens of like faith art and science and they just had an event that included like live podcasts meditation and just like getting to meet other people on this journey um and that was at the beginning of when i was starting my um schooling at biola and so going to that gathering was very much a decision of like if i attend like this is it i'm going in yeah and i almost didn't but then was like i i can't ignore this so i went Met Tyler. Okay. Before we get to Tyler, just because while well, we're on that on the oh, topic. Oh, he is so important to talk about. Oh, yeah. No, I love your story. Uh, so fu- just a fun fact that I think is interesting. Like, you know, we talked about this idea of Christians, like, fearing eternity and all of, like, putting so much mm-hmm. emphasis on that. Like, when I say eternity, I mean, like, life after death. But, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the whole idea of eternal life, if you study this out, it doesn't mean, like, yeah. live forever. It means, like, like it, it's, a, it's a quality. Like, God is the eternal God. So it's about... The, uh, ha- participating in, in in his kind of life, a life of agape love and things like that. It's not about living forever. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we will live forever, whatever. But I just think that you know we we really missed the mark there. Now we have schools that are you know making yeah. that their logo or whatever. So less just, quantified, less temporal. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally about quality. 
So Tyler, before we get into your story, just because this is like a, a meeting point, a connecting point, I'm just curious, Is was you, when you guys met, was there like an entertaining story behind this or? Yeah, so I mean, it was very uh, modern or contemporary. Um, there was like a Facebook group where you could kind of like pre-meet people who were going to this like oh, gathering. Okay. Um, and Tyler had like posted about himself on the page. And I noticed that he went to Viola University and was like, there's not going to be very many of those at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> and can I meet you? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I reached out or he reached out and was like, just recognized that we both went to the same school. And then we're like, yeah, we should like connect when we're there. And so when we were at the gathering, um, like found each other somehow. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, yeah, I kind of started to. So I know we're, we're going to get into your origin story, but just a quick question. I'm going to kind of jump ahead because I'm yeah. so curious. So, you know, Malia was just on, she's, she's on her journey of the summer of deconstruction, we'll call it, right? <laughs> Were you kind of like in the same place in your life? Because if, if so, if not, it's fine. But I think it's so interesting if you guys would have met right at that time, right? Yeah. Is that fair to say or? Um, we were definitely at similar points in, in a lot of ways. Also in different points in a lot of ways in mm -hmm. the sense that I was just wrapping up my time at Biola. Okay. Um, and she was just beginning it. Um, and by that time, when I was a, a senior at Biola, um, I had lived three years of life at Biola in which I uh, was a Christian ministry major and was leading mission trips and small groups and Anywhere taking interesting? Greek. What? Anywhere interesting on your mission trips? Um, Kosovo was the main place. Which I've never is, heard of that. Where is yeah, that? See, <laughs> what so, is Kosovo? It's so interesting. Yes. I know about it. <laughs> um, it is the youngest country actually in the world in the sense that oh, it just wow. became independent in like 2008, but it's, it's between like Romania and Serbia and Albania. It's very mm -hmm. small. Mm -hmm. Um, did you go that summer before? I did. No. Winter. I went in the winter okay. of my junior year. So it would have been that year, though. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. Well, that's so, a fun fact of your name. Yeah, okay. So you're a mission trip guy, your ministry leader. Yeah. So basically, like, what I say is different in our journey is, you know, I feel like Malia came into Biola from this place of mm. kind of, like, knowing, like, I'm on this kind of counter Biola track, but I'm going to Biola and um, mm -hmm. where I came to Biola fully bought in as like this is the shit like i love this place because <laughs> i i mean i grew up in the midwest in a smallish town where um being a good christian boy was really popular it yeah. worked and um i was okay at sports and okay at like it was like kind of funny like I was kind of a lot of things but I was like good at being a Christian yeah <laughs> and like I like figured that out like yeah. I was like this is my thing and that's a great way to fit in in a Christian culture that's right, right? Like, there's a or... lot of social capital yeah um, there you go in being the kind of like you know uh outgoing male Christian leader person <laughs> you know in the community mm -hmm. and that really met a lot of needs for me and I mean I was all in I mean like preaching and like uh you know leading yeah leading small groups even when i was in high school and 
that was really like the connective tissue of like my friend group too was very much yeah. like about our faith and, and there's a lot of really beautiful things about that i mean it was my first i think real authentic community and it did give me so much purpose and, and a lot of great mentors that i'm super grateful for yeah um so i go to biola uh and I'm like, this place is a shit. This is great. <laughs> like, I, this is like, place is like built for me. I love this. I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for Biola. Like, it's this for Christians. Like, um, mm. you know what I mean? Coachella. It's like the Hogwarts. <laughs> it's, it's like the Hogwarts for Christians. Is that fair to say a little bit? Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not familiar with Harry Potter. Because he went to Biola. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, true. <laughs> I remember when Harry Potter came out, and I'm pretty sure my mom got mad that my teacher was reading it to me because yeah. you know it has to do with the, mm-hmm. you know, the which, which yeah. yeah. I mean, she was right. Look at us now. <laughs> okay, so you get into Hogwarts, right? Christian school of Bible studies or whatever, right? <laughs> you love that you're happy. Three years in, seems like something happens at this time, or yeah. Well, I what think... was your pivotal moment? Sure, whatever you want, but make sure to include that, please. Yes. Um, so I entered into Biola very excited about being at an institution that, you know, rewarded uh, just kind of this singular devotion, you know, mm. to like evangelical Christianity. It was it was exciting and I was involved in everything that I could imagine being involved with. And I was like helping lead this like new church plant that was like charismatic and I'd never been around a lot of like charismatic Christianity. So got like into like speaking tongues and prophecies and all the like stuff. Um, And a lot of evangelizing. Oh yeah, that's big. Um, So I got to ask, do people still give out tracts or that's like an old thing? Oh, I'm sure they do. Did you? I never gave out tracts. Okay, but you would eventually because huh? in our model it was just all like the spirit's gonna lead you. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. <laughs> Got show it. up at the park, wait for a sign. God shows you blue. Find someone with a blue shirt, evangelize to them. This is like the woo-woo stuff, right? Sounds like that's version of Christianity. <laughs> okay, so it was, so it was Hogwarts. There's magic and all this stuff, right? Magical Holy Spirit. Okay. I do feel like tracks might be a little bit historical. I don't think I've handed one out since like eighth grade. Yeah, I guess I still see them just out around Los Angeles sometimes. Have you guys seen the, the one sidewalk. where somebody like gives you like free money? It's like, yes. oh, and you're yeah, like, oh yeah. my god! And then you're like, what the fuck is this? I so, yeah. have handed those to people. Oh, that, that's a version of a track, I think. So there you go. It's totally a track. Okay, so you're you're spearheading this new movement in Biola. Yeah, so I, I was just you know I was really invested. I guess is the, yeah. the point I was trying to make, and and I. It, I felt like I was doing really well until I realized that I wasn't. And I I think my pivotal moments would be these moments where I just kind of realized like, oh, this isn't working. Um, Some of those would be, you know, I took two years of Greek and like, for me going that deep into like translation, like theory, And like learning about how these sacred texts get put together, it didn't square with the idea that I had of the Bible as this like kind of like straight from God, like perfect yeah. book that's like very clear. The you word know? they use is like what inerrant or whatever. Yeah, iner- yeah, yeah inerrancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I started to see the Bible in all literature and all sacred texts as like these are human things you know like incarnational in a way it's like this is you know it's it's messy and there's revisions and you know 
that was really stressful. Mm. I, I think like the kind of like certainty craving um, impulses I had as an evangelical were like, this is, doesn't work. Yeah. Um, I yeah also had a gay roommate and just was like had a front row seat to seeing how really just like psychologically ravaged I feel like he was by being at Biola. So he attended Biola. Yeah. Okay, and he was gay. And he was gay, and, sure. and, and he was trying to like live a like celibate life. Like oh, he was okay. Trying to like not. So he wasn't life. accepting of his identity. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, thought it was That's sin- tough. Thought it was sinful, and you know, I just was watching that unfold, and I was yeah. like, this does not work. Like this person is just depressed and like hates themselves and i think that was another crack in it for me um and then ultimately like a a quick story would be before i went on this mission trip to kosovo the (laughs) the youngest station in the the earth i learned that (laughs) the like kosovo tourism board's gonna like sponsor you oh yeah there we go no one talks about us um but before i went on that mission trip we had a prayer night of course Uh um and it was like the sending off night and i remember that night i just really early on just sort of like crying uh but like crying so profusely that like i didn't even really i thought it was about like my heart for the nation yeah sure right but pretty quickly i started to realize like no like it's totally not like i'm just crying and i can't like stop crying yeah and like eventually like what ended up kind of coming up was like feelings of like anger Mm. specifically towards god like Mm. or like my idea of god yeah because i was so angry that like god was like making me hate myself as much as i did Mm. because during that time like of my life i really did just like not like myself because i was had this just like relentless drive to like be the best like Christian ever. And I always like felt. Short. So can I ask, was it the good Christian boy version of you that didn't like who you really were? Or was it you as a human not liking this performance thing you took on? Um, both both of those feel true. Yeah. I think I look back on it as, um, yeah, I just had this like worldview that God was primarily interested in me like yeah performing well Mm, as a christian right and that's like what made me a meaningful person yeah and i always felt like i was falling short of that and i can get into like all my therapy sessions but (laughs) but, you know to say it briefly that evening was like a turning point for me of being like something's not working like Mm. i think i hate myself (laughs) um and you know that then led you know to conversations that created St. Thomas Collective and that community then was really where I think I first found the freedom to explore, you know, outside of this worldview that had meant so much to me uh, when I was younger. But I came to realize that I think I was really in love with like the community and like the practices of, of Christianity Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the ideas that were in it. Right. But right. I didn't have the language to separate those two. Yeah, sure. And so I think my deconstruction was really me doing that, was like realizing like, oh, like this is what works. Mm. Like I like the whole like sitting and being quiet contemplative thing. <laughs> right. But I definitely don't think it makes sense to, you know, be prejudiced against gay people. Right. Like that doesn't feed me spiritually. Right, you know, so I right. think my deconstruction was a lot of just 
being like, what, what actually works? Like, what do I want? I don't have to, you know, go along with this whole thing. I can find the pieces that work for me. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what St. Thomas has been for me and hopefully for us, some other people too. Yeah. So that's my journey. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Super cool. And now uh, I'm here and in like a secular Buddhist person. <laughs> awesome. Me too, man. Yeah. Um, Quick jump. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt important. <laughs> uh, I, I would, I would, I would feel that it's fair to share some of my journey with yeah, you guys. But I already did do that in my episode. Uh, what's it called? A uh, Buddha saved me when Christianity couldn't. I Which believe. Which I listened to and I related to so much. Oh, that's awesome. I can just riff on that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So I'm not going to uh, give our listeners a second run of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think what this makes me think about and like, you know, because when I had my deconstruction phase and I'll share things that I didn't share in the other podcast, um, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever had moments where you even kind of doubt yourself. Like you get kind of scared because your whole life yeah. you've been doing something, you know. So me, I, I grew up in, in charismatic Pentecostal Christianity and uh, I didn't go to a Christian school, but we were always at church and my mm-hmm. parents were leaders or somehow in leadership. And so we were there on Sunday and Monday every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's natural to kind of have this like moment of like, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You know, because we, we feel safe in what we've been comfortable with. You know, for example, you can leave a bad relationship, that, a long one, but still want to go back because it just feels you're used to it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you know, when I would have my introspective moments of of silence, you know, and I brought my fear to my meditation, I really just felt that, you know, well, what you're doing now, is it making you a better human being or not? And the answer was always, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more happy than I was before, more Mm -hmm. kind, more patient, more compassionate, more gentle, more friendly, less judgmental. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all need some sort of compass, Yeah. no matter who you are, whether, and right now I, I know, I know we're talking about, you know, three people are talking who came out of the, the Christian tradition, but you can apply this to whatever you grew up with. And maybe yeah. some people grew up in an atheist family and they're trying to deconstruct that. I don't know. Yeah. Right. We're all mm-hmm. kind of like uh, zigzagging through life. Yeah. And I think that that was like what made me feel comfortable because at the end of the day, I don't. I, I, one of my best realizations was I don't want to be a good Christian or religious person, or now that I'm a Buddhist, a good Buddhist, I want to be a good human. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of Christians have left behind their humanity, mm-hmm. you know, because they're quote, not of this world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen those stickers and shirts oh, and yeah. stuff, Definitely. you know what I mean? Like, and, and so I just feel, and you know, if, if we want to, you know, go to Jesus as a, as an authority, I mean, he said, he said it, he said, you want to know if someone's on the right track, what's the fruit, eat the fruit. Is it mm-hmm. good fruit? Is it rotten fruit? What is it? Yeah. You know, it's about experience, you know, kind of like what you said, Tyler, about how the beliefs weren't working for me. The fruit wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So I, I threw that out, but yeah. this was working. That was working. You, mm-hmm. you did what was right for you, you know? Um, so yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. Uh, let's get into the existential kink. What is that? I love that phrasing, okay, by the way. Transition, I <laughs> oh, yeah, what do you got? I, I want to ask, I feel like I've heard you say in other episodes, and just hearing you say it more now about like the the kind of like picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that sets off like a like a flag in my head. I don't yeah. know if it's like mm-hmm. um, just from, you know, like scripting that I'm used to or something or just like actual, um, yeah, kind of just like hesitancies that I have in myself toward like, I guess, I guess uh, a hesitance to like extract pieces from like more full traditions mm. or collections of um, of thought or belief. Or those are all very like heady words, but you get the point. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering 
if that's something that like you've thought about as you consider the uh, the kind of like recommendation to pick and choose or your affirmation of that like what do you mean by that and and why is that something that yeah um so you know i i think that you know the answer and i, I might have got this from richard Rohr. Uh, is that, you know, it's always both and and never either or. And so uh, to answer your question, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I agree there, there's benefits of like finding a tradition and really like immersing yourself in it because to really understand a tradition or a belief system or a philosophy, you really want to like go on the whole journey with them, right? From point A to point Z mm -hmm. of, of how, why they think and how they got there to really understand the, the whole the whole elephant, you can say, like, you don't want to just focus on the trunk or the tusk or the eyes or the tail. You want, if you want the whole elephant, it does take time to, to your point. Uh, but I also, I, I also, again, I, it's not either or, it's both and. So I, I do believe in, in tradition. I mean, right now, like, like, like I said, my tradition that I've been really into is Buddhism. I've been studying it for the last six, seven years. Um, but the picking and choosing part, I think it's both and. It's tradition and picking and choosing because I think that there's because there's so much overlap in the world i think that so for example we all grew up christian there's probably things that we already have in us like good stuff from christianity maybe not the bad stuff mm -hmm. that we left behind that when i go to a new tradition maybe i don't need to learn certain things because whatever that was that chapter or that mm -hmm. that that class was trying to put in somebody i already got from my history mm -hmm. and so i that's why i feel the liberty when i read certain things because i still I, I get into hinduism or uh islamic sufism and stuff it's like I, I, I feel there are things popping out at me that speak to me, but it, it's not because like, oh, I'm just like, you know, not appreciating what mm -hmm. their, their culture, their tradition, but yeah. it's kind of like, I already have enough of whatever it is to be able to soak in that one point. Yeah. Yeah. The both and language is helpful. I think the way that I'm able to like receive that and like think about what it would mean or signify for me is like, uh, rather than restricting like, all that you do or all that your spirituality or something is is a collection of picking and choosing it's a for me would maybe signify a kind of like liberation to or freedom to like even if i do um like identify with the christian tradition or something it doesn't mean that i have to like cut off and totally like yeah keep like stay away from everything else but yeah. like it's the, the the picking and choosing um so to speak like allows you to affirming that is maybe an affirmation of like, there's plenty to learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that gets into diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. you know, which is big in our world right now, which I mm -hmm. which I appreciate. And um, yeah, but, but that, that's a great question. And yeah. I, I would encourage anybody, I would say yes, I would say do both. I mean, find a tradition and really grow in it, but don't be scared to pick up random books of different things and yeah. see what you find. Yeah, because I mean, I think obviously you can't, I think it's hard to even appreciate one specific thing from mm -hmm. any tradition. So just to make it concrete, you know, mindfulness meditation within mm -hmm. like Buddhism, like it's hard to appreciate that without gaining some sort of understanding of like the tradition and the context around it. Like you totally. won't be able to fully get it. Yeah. Similar with like, you know, if someone looked at communion and they're like, I'm just going to do this, but they didn't like <laughs> learn about like the context yeah. and the tradition and like what it is, it wouldn't really be. I that like that great. you guys drink wine and eat bread. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. 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 So I think some level of that is always, you know, super, super helpful.
I totally agree. I wanted to ask, um, you know, uh, Malia brought up a book that was pivotal for her. Was Is there like a, a book that you were reading during this time of your deconstruction that was like, oh, this book really... I am literate. I've read many books. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. And uh, during that time... Um, I'll give you an out. If you can think of a book you're reading now too, that's fine. A book for right now? That you're reading now. If, if you know. No, I, I like to think of one during that time. I mean, honestly... For an author. One of the most influential pieces of art during that time was the Literature's podcast, mm. which, which she previously uh, re referenced to. I think that was huge because it was just like real life conversations about the things that I was like kind of burning up about. So that was definitely really big. Um, but I did read in that time and prior to that time some good old Rob Bell books. Rob Bell. Um, and his... Wait, can, for, for our viewers who don't know, who aren't Christian, or uh -huh. I mean, who wants to take on the explaining Rob Bell real quick, the quick... Go for it, buddy. <laughs> explaining Rob Bell. He is a really unique human. Um, well, he actually you know, was a Christian pastor as well. A mega church, right? At a mega church yeah. in Michigan. Um, and always, even then, though, like his kind of books that he wrote and videos he did were always, I feel like a little bit kind of progressive-y for his, his world. Yeah. Um, and he basically ended up writing a book about how questioning traditional notions of hell, right. um, which uh, we have done. In Love this wins is the book. Love wins. Yeah. And so that book kind of like was him getting kicked out of the evangelical world. Right. And now he lives in Los Angeles and he's written a lot of books since then. Does a lot of talks. Um, that are often grounded in in Christianity, but also have a very universal feel. I think like his flavor of Christianity is a very universal one, yeah. in a holistic way. Totally, not just like universalism, but right. But uh, he really appeals to Christianity to like what it just is to be human and human condition. So he's cool. Yeah. Really tall. As well. <laughs> he is tall. He's shockingly tall. Seen him in person, just shocking. Um, why was I talking about him? Oh, I read some of his books. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in those, I think, I read Love Wins. And I definitely just walked away from that being like, this is my kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was like a signifier for me. And I also read like three of Pete N's books, uh, which Malia brought up, um, Sin of Certainty, uh, Because the Bible Tells Me So, I think is one of them um and a few others so yeah those kind of books um were definitely big so yeah totally who was it that told rob bell uh the calvinist John guy Piper. yeah what did he say goodbye rob he bell, said or... Ron bell <laughs> he rob tweeted bell is dead or something yeah i think is what he said our modern day uh what's it called i was gonna say executionist that is not correct the <laughs> excommunication oh, yeah 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 yes. not an actual yeah role, but <laughs> I love John Piper for a time of my life. You know, one thing I like about John Piper, the one topic that I think yeah. I enjoy is that he says that if you really want to, you know, Christians want to glorify yeah. God, worship God, whatever, you know, you do it by enjoying life. You do it by enjoying yeah. God, you know, which yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Christian and that's something that's I got it from a secondary source. I, I, there's a great book. Uh, I can't think of the name, but this person pretty much just took all of John Piper's, those ideas and made his own twist on it. Mm -hmm. But that really influenced me of like, okay, the, the decisions I make in life need to be for pleasure, mm -hmm. fun, 
You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, why and, else? yeah. And that yeah. doesn't mean that we don't work hard or go through tough times, but it's like, at the end of the day, like the thread running through everything should be pleasure. Why yeah. else are we and here? That's so true. That's a great example to me of just how interesting the journey of like growth and deconstruction is. Cause like, I totally agree. Like reading John Piper for me was totally like affirming of like, yeah, like humans are here to just experience pleasure. Yeah. Right? And like in his view is like, Oh, you need to do that by like glorifying God in all these ways. But sure. I still today kind of just take from that teaching, like humans are here like for pleasure. And yeah, I don't consider myself a Christian anymore, but I can easily say that like reading John Piper influenced me today mm -hmm. in the way I think about humans and like pleasure. So I just think that's like an interesting way that like our ideas form. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And, like how deconstruction and then ultimately like reconstruction happens mm -hmm. is, is like you learn these ideas and like, you kind of make them your own and apply them in your own way. And I think like being a part of St. Thomas Collective, more than anything, like I've just gotten so fascinated and like intrigued by that process of how we just like, we learn stuff and we pull things apart and then we take things kind of out of context and like make <laughs> them like work for us. And I just think that process is beautiful, that journey. Yeah. I think what I'm thinking about now, you know, cause we're talking about, you know, learning from other traditions and mm -hmm. things like that and exploring and I, i'm glad you brought up construction because mm -hmm. you know people who are in the middle of deconstruction you know because I, I think that some people are like want to deconstruct everything and then it's kind of yeah. like okay well, what's the point like you know I, I don't want a piece of land like can we make something you know what i mean <laughs> um so i just think about you know it's like if somebody's so stuck on like their their, their cuisine i'm a chef and all i cook is you know mediterranean food and that's it it's like go to a convention, go to an expo, try some <laughs> ingredients out, right? I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, I love this this uh, what's what, what, the seasoning, right? Oh, I'm gonna try that, <laughs> if I, you know, right? You know what I mean? So it's like I think it sounds to me like St. Thomas is a place like that, where it's like people go and and they they hear new ideas that, that send them on another journey through mm. a book or something, or which which I think is great. I I don't think life should be so cookie cutter and easy. Mm -hmm. Not saying it should be complicated and hard and oh my god, like like you know. No, it should be dreadful just <laughs> endless anxiety you were the You're least dreadful person i know yeah yeah there you go but human life is about pleasure too so and what i want to say too with john piper was fair that enough. like you know it, it, it's fair to interpret piper to say that like when i'm enjoying anything i'm uh -huh. glorifying god yeah if i'm enjoying having sex i'm glorifying god yeah if i'm enjoying you know homosexual sex you know whatever right you know what i mean it's like we brought the topic up right it's like yeah. i'm enjoying god you know um what i want to ask because we have 10, 20 minutes, I want to make sure I get this question in. Yeah. People might be listening and going, oh, like this St. Thomas thing, like how can I go to a class or how does this work? Or can I, is there social media or whatever? You guys want to share any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, maybe the best way to find us and to find any more information about like who we are or how you could be involved or just to find like even resources for your own personal journey if you want to um, kind of keep taking it separately from St. Thomas Collective as a group would be our website, which is just stthomascollective.org. There's no like periods or anything in there for yeah. St. And we'll link it, we'll link it, yeah. Yeah, and then there's also an Instagram page, St. Thomas Collective. Um, that is St. Period Thomas Collective. Um, but yeah, most of the information that you could find would be on our website. Yeah. And anyone can come to our, the gatherings. Anyone. Especially now that we're on Zoom, yeah, I could just pop Even John Piper. join in. He's actually our guest speaker next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would that be something? <laughs> I think a topic that we've brushed on, but I want to make explicit because I think it's important. I'm sure there's a lot of spiritually hungry people in their journey, and I want to hear what you guys want to say. 
you know, just this idea of community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, I thought of my flaw. We talked about flaws, right? How I'd have my own, right? You do have a flaw. So Tyler writes in books, you know, like, not that I haven't tried, <laughs> but, you know, like, honestly, if I can start my spiritual life over, like, I, I wouldn't be such a lone ranger. I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because you get, you know, disillusioned with a group or a community yeah. because you get hurt or, or whatever. But I, I want to, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. And but I want to encourage our listeners, like, don't do it alone. Like, if mm-hmm. you know, if you are on a deconstruction journey, or if you are part of something that you're falling out of love with, I guarantee you, there's at least one other person out there who's with you. Find that mm-hmm. person, you know, what I mean? find that person, mm-hmm. connect with people because you just grow you grow faster in a pack right you know you travel travel better in a pack i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or i mean i also just think relationships are the playing field of like our spirituality that's great it's like you know you can hold all these ideas about you know uh spirituality and love and compassion and and stuff until you you know you talk to someone and then you're like oh like that's really hard or you know like oh this actually doesn't work you know? yeah like, it, it doesn't work in in, in in action so i just think that's another reason why community is, is so helpful yeah um, because i, love I feel that. like it is kind of where you get to you know practice a lot of, of, of it's where you get to see the fruit often too it's not the only place i think you can ex- obviously you know kind of take assessment yourself mm-hmm. um but I just think that's one function of community. Yeah. 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 I'm also kind of sitting here, um, and as you both were talking about pleasure and noticing still kind of, I do still experience some kind of like resistance to that, which is interesting. But I think uh, part of the, the relationship that I can experience to hesitancy, um, the relationship that I can experience to pleasure, where there is some kind of like hesitance with, being like freely open to experiencing whatever like pleasure I do with anything is this kind of like fear that I will find like the wrong things pleasurable Mm. or something yeah and I think that's a lot less about like what's um wrong in some kind of objective way and it's more of a fear of like what if these aren't the things that like my community my like people will like celebrate with me or what if this like leads to some kind of like ostracization um Mm. even if not like in actuality i would maybe perceive it or there would be like some kind of underlying tension or something so i think like having and very briefly um i'm not gonna like dive fully into this but the the kind of concept of uh existential kinks in particular is like um I should know the person's name because they should have credit for who coined that term, but I don't. And they, but the concept is basically like this willingness to, to do a a deep dive and to allow yourself to experience the things that you maybe would be afraid to experience that you think are, are wrong or um, that you're just not used to or something like that and finding like, you're still okay. You're still good. We, we simply exist. And, and I think finding community where you can uh, kind of freely pursue those things can have the like confidence that like can have the confidence that when I explore, even if I'm not like landing hard on, this is something that I love now. Um, Or if you are, if you end up finding something that 
is just outside of the lines of what you've what you've been used to having community that will be there for that journey and for uh, all the different like sides and questions of of discovering like true pleasure uh, that just is honest to your internal world is I think so important for being able to as John Piper would say like love God and uh, experience <laughs> God's goodness like having the permission and having that like reinforced by communities at least in my own life like essential no I totally agree and I think uh the imagery that I have is have you guys seen that show or that movie Stargate no oh god okay <laughs> so suck. in Stargate it's a sci-fi thing where like uh we've discovered these like portals that take us to other planets or galaxies or whatever and so when they first discovered this, the Stargate it's like this like portal that you would go through and and so like they would like attach like a tether to somebody they'd be in like this space suit and it'd mm -hmm. be like a tether and so i think about it's like hey if you're going to explore like always be tethered to community like always be grounded with mm -hmm. that you know like make sure you keep that in your i don't know decision making process or, mm -hmm. or what have you i think you guys understand me but yeah i i think that's a, a great comment a great way to end the podcast i really enjoyed having you guys maybe we'll do it again um any quick closing remarks like really quick don't go to hogwarts <laughs> don't go to hogwarts yeah um so again if you want to connect with these guys i encourage you to to do so um i do consider them friends and they are uh, great people and again i'll just say what i love about this podcast is three people we're enjoying each other's company there's connections, but there's also differences, and that's okay because mm -hmm. we're all human. I see you guys are human, right? And even if you were human, even if Tyler was a dog and I was a bunny, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's all good, right? We exist. You, you know, we exist. exist. So you think you'd be a bunny if you were? I, I don't know why so I just came I up with bunny, but oh, thank you. Um, well, you know, Meister Eckhart says that even like the gnat has the bean of God. So, anyways, so <laughs> humans are divine. Uh, dot blog. If you want to donate, uh, this is totally free. But if you feel like it's worth something and you want to put your money and you want to help us out, uh, what you do? Thank you. PayPal.me slash humans are divine. Uh, humans are divine. Dot blog. There's great articles on there. And if you guys want to sign up for affordable. Uh, mentoring for meditation or spirituality or Christian mysticism or Buddhist the tradition, whatever you want. Uh, I'm well versed in a few things. We can work on that with you or something secular or atheist. That's great too. So uh, that is going to be all and we will see you guys next time. Thank you.